Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. Hello, and welcome into another episode of the Design 30 podcast. Today, I thought we would go over another design tool. I feel like it's been quite a while since we've done a design tool. It's been more strategies or just kind of some of my thoughts and philosophies around design. So it felt like a good week to bring a tool back into the podcast. Um, Before we get into that, as always, remember to subscribe to Design 30 on YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram, let's uh, at Learn Design 30. And then, as always, there is a Design 30 Substack that you can become a free subscriber. Or if you're feeling crazy, you can become a paid subscriber. And that would be a great way to support the podcast. So, today, I want to just give a quick overview of what a risk map is. And this is something that I talked about a few episodes ago, Uh, I think it was towards the end of an episode, I went through what is a risk map and kind of just a quick overview of how it could be used. Uh, But this time I wanted to go a little bit more in depth and maybe just describe a little bit more how it's useful and why, why it's worth putting in the time to create a risk map. So first, just a quick overview of What is a risk map in general? Well, there's a few different ways you can put these together, uh, but the way that I like to do it is you have the, well, first you gotta come up with all of your risks for the project. And then once you have those, you wanna start rating them. And the first thing you wanna rate them on is the probability or the likelihood of them actually happening. What What are the chances that this risk is actually going to come to fruition, that it's, uh, is it actually going to impact the project? Is it going to impact your schedule? Is it likely it's gonna impact cost? What are the likelihood, or what is the likelihood of it happening? And I would rate this just on a scale from one to 10. You can think of this as a probability of there's a 10% chance of it happening or a 100% chance of it happening. And obviously it's somewhere or or 0% chance, that's also an option. It's obviously probably gonna be somewhere in between. You're not gonna have too many risks. Well, if there's 100% chance of a risk happening, maybe you need to rethink what you're doing with that. And if there's a 0% chance, well then that's awesome. You probably, well, you don't even need to add it to your risk map. You don't need to be worried about that because it's not gonna happen. Um, So that's what you want. That's the first thing you wanna rate uh, your risks on. What's the probability of it happening? And then the second thing is you want to look at the impact of the risk on your project, or you could even do this maybe even on a specific design that you're working on. Uh, There's still going to be risks with uh, certain designs, and you want to know what the impact of that is going to be on your design and on your design project overall. So you want to rate the, the impact of it. So is it going to impact the schedule? Is it going to impact the cost of the project? Um, and this is, 
it's probably somewhat obvious, but this is definitely much more of a project management tool. Uh, it can also be a product management tool if you're looking at uh, different products that you're thinking about releasing and you wanna see what the risks are for developing uh, each of those products. So there's a few different areas you can use it. I mean, and you can even just use it for yourself when you're working on a project. If you're an independent consultant or whatever your job is, uh, like I said, if you're just working on a single design, it might be worth throwing together a risk map just to help organize your thoughts and help you know what to focus on. But yeah, so you want to rate this uh, as far as the impact to uh, your project or to uh, your design, your uh, impact to the company. But what is the impact of this risk uh, for this specific, usually it's a project that you're working on. So again, that could be schedule, that meaning that it could push out your timelines a lot. Maybe there's one risk that if something, if this goes wrong, if there's a high probability of it happening and it does happen, it will double the timeline or double your schedule length. Uh, that's something that's obviously a really high impact risk. And then of course, there's also money. Uh, there could be a spe specific component you're designing that if you get it wrong the first time, it's a really expensive part. So maybe you have to spend another, I don't know, something crazy. Maybe you have to spend another $50,000 to get this part remade. So those are the kind of things that you want to be thinking about as you list out all of the risks for your project and you start rating them on probability versus impact. And then to actually create your risk map, you want to, of course, create your X and Y axes. You know, basically you want to graph it, plot it out, make, make it visual some way. And you want to put the probability of the risk occurring on the X axis. And then you want to have the impact of that risk. What's the impact if this actually happens? If this risk comes to fruition, you want to have that on your Y axis. And then at this point, you just start kind of listing, just plotting them all out. All the different risks that you identified earlier, start plotting them out on this risk map. And pretty soon you can see where most of your risks fall. You can see, well, are most of my risks in the high probability and also high impact uh, zone of this map? Then you're probably, you know where to focus for sure. And maybe you need to rethink some of those risks or rethink some aspects of your projects. That's probably, uh, there's just too much risk there with too much high impact uh, problems that could occur. So there's probably some rethinking, maybe some uh, re, uh, rethinking of your project, what your product might be. Maybe you need to cut some features from your product, uh, different things like that. However, if you have a lot of risks that fall into the uh, low probability and low impact zone, then maybe you feel pretty safe and you're like, well, okay, like, these, you know, some of these are probably going to happen, but even if they do, it's a low impact problem, low impact risk. Let's keep moving, moving forward with this project. And maybe there's not even that much risk management that you have to do. Your average project is probably going to have a fair amount of high impact, high probability, uh, risk, maybe some high probability, low impact risk. It's probably gonna be pretty spread out. And what this does is it just lets you visually see, okay, these are the risks that we really need to work on mitigating. This is where we need to focus our time and energy. 
And those are usually the risks that are, like I said, high impact or in high probability of happening. So that's where you want to focus your energy as far as mitigating those risks. So coming up with plans of, okay, well, how do we prevent this risk from actually happening? Uh, what can we do in the event that it does happen? What's our backup plans? What's our plan B, plan C? Uh, and so what I, it sounds pretty simple, but it's, I think it's very valuable to put these things actually on paper or, you know, you could build this up in PowerPoint, whatever you can use Excel and actually plot it out and then print this out. And so it's something that you can visually see. And I think it just adds a lot of clarity to a project and it's good to have your risks just out there and obvious to the whole team. Because there could be throughout the project times when a team member, if those risks are at the front of their mind, they might find a time when or see a moment when they can actually help mitigate that risk or potentially remove a risk entirely. And if it's not in front of them, if they're not seeing this as a high probability risk, those moments can pass by. Maybe you miss opportunities to, to help reduce uh, those risks. So I think there's huge value in putting it just actually in paper, a visual represent, representation of your risks so that your team can see it and that it's clear. This are the risks that we have identified and this is what we're working to mitigate. These are the ones that we're really not that worried about. So let's not put a lot of time and effort into mitigating those risks. Let's focus on our high probability, high impact risks. And it's right there on your risk map. And one other advantage of doing one of these risk maps and having it out there open and obvious is it's really easy to perhaps get overwhelmed by the amount of risks in a project, especially early on. There's so many unknowns. It can be pretty overwhelming to a team. So if you actually have it listed out and visually represented, you can see, oh, actually, we don't have that many high risks. Uh, what do we, I don't think we actually need to be stressing out too much about this or freaking out too much about this. It can actually help provide a lot of confidence to your team. And when you, and there's enough unknowns in a project. So if you can get your risks somewhat identified, then you're going to be in a lot better place and just create a lot more confidence uh, in yourself and your project manager and your team as when those risks are out in front of you and you feel like you can control them, it's, it does a lot for just adding confidence to your team. And that's about all I have for risk maps. Uh, I'd love to hear what other people think. Uh, what are your tools for mitigating risk? Uh, what are your tools for identifying risks? And how do you, do you visually represent those? How do you go about that? So if you've got thoughts on that, please send them my way. Um, if you decide to use this strategy, uh, I'd also love to see how you, how you create your map. Are you using PowerPoint, Excel? Uh, yeah, just interested to see uh, if this is a helpful tool. So please reach out with any comments or questions. As always, you can reach me at uh, learndesign30. That's learndesign30 at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. That's learndesign30. Uh, and then how else can you reach me? Oh, also Twitter. You can just reach out on Twitter if that's something you are into. I think that's it. So please don't hesitate to reach out. I also, I, as a lot of you who are frequent listeners know, I've been doing some of these fake FAQ episodes or fake facts 
Um, I would also love to do some real facts. So if you have questions, please send them my way. Don't hesitate. Uh, Those are always fun to answer. And with that, I'm going to leave it there. Have a great Monday, everybody, or whatever day of the week you're listening to this episode on. And remember, design more, despair less. Thanks for listening.